told you we'll be in Ephesians, right? So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Now, here we go now. We're going down the road. Ready? It says, therefore, laying aside what? Falsehood. Speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Verse 26. Be angry. Uh-oh, don't take that the wrong way now. And yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And verse 27, next week I'm going to deal with the thieves and that kind of stuff. And do not give, what? Who? The devil, the devil an opportunity. Amen. I want to talk about this morning letting go of your emotional strongholds, part five. Amen. Letting go of your what? Emotional strongholds, part five in this series, baggage. Amen. Letting go of your baggage. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your mercy and grace. Thank you for your love and your compassion for us. Thank you that you've given us this hour for preaching. And God, I ask that you'd forgive me of my sins, clear my mind and heart, touch the hearts of your people today, speak to them, Lord, and transform their lives. God, open our ears and our hearts, Lord, and give us understanding, Lord, so that we can apply. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God you may be seated in the presence of our Lord and Savior. Thank you, ushers. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Letting go of our emotional strongholds. So far in this series, we have learned about baggage, about how to let go of some of the things that we bring into our Christian life. Um, as we progressed into the book of Ephesians, I told you that Paul is writing to a church uh, where there are a mixture of people, uh, different maturity levels, different beliefs. And what he was trying to do is get them all on the same page. You had Jewish Christians, and you had Jew, uh, Jewish Christians. You had Greek Christians, Roman Christians, and 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 so you had Gentiles and you had Jews. You had a group of people who were trying to get along, but because of their personalities, Amen. Paul begins to address the way believers ought to be in church and outside of church. Are you with me? So you don't just start acting right when you come to church. You should be acting right before you came to church. Sometimes because we are dealing with our own emotional baggage and we bring it to church, amen, it clashes with other people. Are you with me? This new life as a Christian doesn't mean that you're separated from your emotions either. And so in other words, 
Amen. Some people think that maybe after I'm saved, I'm just going to change overnight. It doesn't happen like that. That's the greatest lie that Satan has ever told is that he does not exist. And so in this series, this part of the series is like surgery. Are you with me? We have to be delicate because without the proper approach and application, you may find yourself living, watch this, on an emotional roller coaster. Anybody been there? You're up and then you're down. Circumstances have you, you follow what I'm saying, feeling like nothing has happened in your life. You understand? This is what the enemy is good at. Amen. And what he does is he puts you in a place where it's confusing. Amen. And so the last two weeks, uh, Paul is again helping this church to understand that they ought to put off what? The old life. So if I can take off the old life, it suggests that the choice is up to who? Me. Do I have anybody? Here's the thing. We got to stop blaming people and circumstances for things that we are doing. Are you with me? The devil didn't make you do it. Amen. You did it because you wanted to do it. And, and listen to this. The devil cannot do anything that he does not have permission to do. Are you with me? And so, and so the old life, Amen. Listen, here's the battle we have. The old life and the new life are coexisting. In other words, if your old life is not, watch this, if your old life don't feel, I'm sorry, if your old life feels comfortable with the new life, you got a problem. Because in all actuality, there's no compatibility. If you take Amen. A uh, 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 flash drive and you put it into a Mac. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And you format it for Mac. You can't take it out and put it in a PC because there's no compatibility. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The problem that happens in the believer's life is this, that we're trying to practice principles that we used to do. In this new life. And so there's no compatibility. And let, let me say this. You could try to go back to the world all you want. Some of us, that's what we do. Amen. We go back looking for affirmation and encouragement and amen. And trying to figure out these, you know, the people that we left behind. Listen, if they're not going where you're going, they're never going to understand where you're headed. And so we have to practice the principles so that we can live together in unity. If as believers we keep bringing the old self to church and the old self is not learning anything about the new life, the old self is just going through the routine. Are you with me? Paul wants them to understand the nature of the old. That's why he's bringing up all of this. If you look at the text right quick, look what he says in verse 24. He says, put on the what? The new self. See that? So, so who is this new self? 
If you don't even know your new identity, if you don't even know who you are in Christ, how can you actually put something on that you're not familiar with? So the way for you to understand what to put on is to look at your emotions. Lord, have mercy. Look at verse 22. That in reference to your what? How many of you keep living like you used to live? How many of you keep seeing yourself living like you used to live? And it's in repeat. And it all depends on the month. And also, it all depends on the week of the month. Payday. Oh, man. Shoot. You're a whole different person. You know, on Thursday nights, I drive by the little club right there, the dude dropped me in or something around the corner here. And I can tell when it's first of the month, everybody's check hit. Man, listen, Thursday night, I can't even get through that. People parking it all in the middle of the median. I mean, they just packed. Second, second week, second Thursday, ain't nobody there. See, that's that old self. You see, you pay attention. Listen, can I tell you something? If you don't pay attention to you, it's you. It ain't everybody around you. Follow what I'm saying? It's you. It's me. And I got to take responsibility for what I'm doing. But watch this. He says, in reference to your former ma manner of life, you lay it aside. Lay aside what? The old self. You see that? Put on the what? New self. And then he goes on in 25... Let's get there. Watch this. In 25 now, watch what he says. Now that you know the context, what the therefore is there for, right? Put off the old light, old self, put on the new self. And then he says, well, therefore, here are some particular things that you need to put away so that you can live soberly in this new life so that you can get rid of this emotional baggage and stronghold that you have. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, therefore, laying aside what? You know what I found out about the old life? I don't know about you, but I was living a lie. I was. I was lying to myself every single day. Lying is part of the old life. Lord. I'm finna, I'm finna hope you, but I'm finna cut you open today, though. So get ready. Get ready, because you know I ain't holding back on that thing right there. Watch this. Everybody here lies. Used to lie. I'm sorry. And some of you still lie. Because whenever we can't accept the truth about ourselves, we will consistently live a lie. But that was part of our nature, right? Amen. Cop pull you over, you knew you were speeding, but you lie. You understand what I'm saying? Like, seriously, I didn't, why y'all cut my light off? I paid the bill. You know you didn't pay the bill. And then you put yourself in this whole tantrum, right? And you mad and pissed off at everybody and you finna go get you a new, new provider and everything, but you didn't pay the bill. 
I said, praise the Lord. I said, okay. <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> y'all with me? Y'all with me, right? Amen. As long as y'all with me, I don't care what anybody else says. Y'all with me. He said, therefore, lay aside falsehood. That word falsehood means lying. That's what it means. So, so here's, what I, here's what I said. Here's what I said. Here's the first thing you got to do. Ready? This is what our problem is. It's not like being around people and they keep lying about their true feelings when they're around you. They know they don't like you, but they lying. Saying I love you when in their hearts, they don't give two roots about you. The next step in letting go is to look internally and evaluate what's really in your hearts emotionally. He said, man, lay aside that falsehood. Y'all coming to church. This is what was happening in this church. They were coming to church, hanging around each other, eating and stuff. Listen, I can't eat with somebody that don't like me. That's hard to do. But oftentimes you don't know who really likes you or who don't like you, who really likes you. You understand what I'm saying? But as long as you make sure in your heart you ain't got nothing for nobody, then guess what? They can't put that tag on you. So what the truth is, you got to make sure that you look at yourself before you look at somebody else. But a lot of us, you know what a lot of us are living in? Denial. People who have emotional struggles, watch this, and strongholds, they live in denial and they are lying about their lives. They're living a wish rather than living in truth. Listen to this, living a lie and also telling a lie can have a bad effect on your emotions. See, see what, because watch it, because you're not willing to deal with the facts. Let me tell you something, if you're going to, if you're going to do it, you got to face it. You got to face it. You got to be truthful about you. You cannot keep living in denial about what you really feel because your emotions, watch this, have a way of playing tricks on you. Are you with me? Watch what he says next. Watch what he says next now. He says now, remember, now he shifts it to the internal part of the church, but this could work anywhere. This could work in home. It could work in relationships. Listen, especially in relationships, watch this. He says, speak truth. That's what I told you to live in truth, right? You can't, you can't speak something you ain't living. <laughs> you follow him saying, you know what truth means? It's not a lie. <laughs> like, if you're, you ever know somebody asks you something, the first thing you do, Anyways, kids do that. Look, 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 look what he says. Speak the truth. Watch this. Each one of you with his what? Neighbor. But here's my point here. Not only must we stop living in denial, but the next thing we got to do is this. Stop, start speaking and practicing the truth in love. 
Here's what I mean. Stop telling people things that will spare their feelings and make them feel bad, right? But say it in love. You know when your mama whoop you say, I'm doing this because I love you. I don't look like no love to me. <laughs> Leaving all these marks on me and stuff. Talking about you love me. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. I believe what happens, what, what happens to us is this, is that we don't know how to speak the truth in love because we know the truth hurts. Right? Does the truth, who does the truth hurt? Those who don't want to hear the truth, but those who are living in what? A lie. But when you're living in truth, you can speak truth. I wish I had somebody. When you're living in truth, and listen, you're not better than the other person, but you say, you know what? I love you, and I don't want to see you fall. I know you're struggling with X, Y, Z, and I know that this has been a problem with you, with you, and I know this has been going on, so here's the thing. I want to help you. Speak the truth in love, y'all. Learn how to tell people what they need to hear but tell them in what? In love. Man, you messing up. My friends were always intimidated by me when I was growing up. I wonder why. <laughs> they wouldn't tell me the truth. You understand what I'm saying? They wouldn't tell me the truth. And then the friends that I did have that told me the truth, I'd get mad at them. Come on and help me somebody. And so here's the thing, that God is going to put some people in your life, watch this, that's going to represent truth. But, but listen, when we're practicing living the truth, we begin to speak truth. You can't speak something you don't live. In other words, what I'm saying is stop looking the other way. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes our delivery can come across as harsh, but remember, here's what you have to know. If you and I can accept criticism, advice, instructions, and disagreements without becoming defensive, then we, are, we have an emotional stronghold. Why are you telling me that? Why, you know, you know who you ain't my daddy, you ain't my mama. No, but you're living wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I would rather tell you the truth about how you're living. Watch this. In love. Watch this. Because here's the thing. I can't take you where I ain't never been. So parents, this is what I say to you. Don't try to tell your kids to do stuff you ain't doing. Because they know the real deal at home. You follow what I'm saying? So if you're trying to get them to live right, live right yourself. Oh, Lord, come on, say amen. That's the truth in love. Straight up. And, and, you know, we struggle in marriages and we struggle in relationships because two people are not willing to do the hard thing and say, man, you're drinking too much. Bro, you, you're doing too much. In fear of losing the what? The relationship. And then guess what? And then when the other person moves on, you talking about them, Oh, come on, help, help me somebody. You're you, you running them down to everybody else, but the truth is they told you the truth and you didn't like it. Truth reveals. See, it reveals. And it reveals a lot of things. You know what it reveals? It reveals what's in your heart. 
That's why the Bible is truth. And here's the thing, and when you come under conviction, rather than getting angry, say, Lord, I thank you that you love me enough not to leave. Listen, pay attention to who you call friends. Because those same friends are going to turn their backs on you. Come on, this is what he was dealing with here. And watch, and this is why we're such an emotional wreck today. Because somebody watched you jump off the ledge and they did not say anything. I remember, I, nobody could say nothing to me. I mean, seriously, you say something to me, you see what happens. You know, the tone of a person may be recognizable because it reveals what's in their heart. But don't ride on the tone. Ride on the content. Because <laughs> sometimes people come across strong, you know what I mean? But I'm, I, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, listen to what they're really saying to you. And what you'll find out is what they're really saying to you is truth, but you're rejecting the truth. All right? Amen. That's, that, that's, that's, that's straight up. Now, let me tell you, Paul was quoting Zechariah 8.16 in this verse. He says, these things which you spoke do. See? Speak truth to one another. Watch this. Judge with truth and judgment for peace in your gates. Also, let none of you devise evil in your heart against one another and do not love perjury for all these are what I hate, declares the Lord. So you know what I found out? God says, I love truth. And if you love truth, it means you love God. You want to know why he doesn't want you to speak a lie? Because Satan is the father of lies. And in him, he cannot tell the truth. Satan can't tell the truth. If you paid him, he couldn't tell the truth. And every time he speaks, he speaks, the Bible says, from his own nature, for he's a liar and the father of lies. He invented lies. And every time we tell a lie, we show who we belong to. Are you with me? I know I labored there a little while. He says, he says, look what he says. You ready? Uh, speak, the, uh, start speaking and practicing the truth in love. He says, why? He says, for we are what? Members of who? So here's my third point. And this is going to help you. I know why people run from me. Can't hang too long. And see, here's the thing. If you pay attention to your circle. Ask yourself a question. Who you been surrounding yourself with? And you're wondering why you up and down. You got to live medicated so you can face another day. Because the people you surround yourself with Come on, say amen. Ouch, amen, or thank you. Whichever one you want to say today, you got to say it. Because this bud's for you. Not the bud, but the other bud. This is homegrown. 
Amen. Look what he said. Look what he said. He said, he says, for we are members of one another. Listen, if you can't hang around another Christian, but watch this. When y'all get together, y'all, one person can't be leading the other person the other way. Paul viewed relationships with believers as special. The reason it's safe to speak the truth to each other is because you have something in common. Amen. Always remember your relationship with the people of God and the people of the world are different, saints. We are of the same womb. That is Jesus Christ. If we hang together, Amen. And you're spiritually mature. Your life will rub off on somebody else. And in every relationship, there may be issues. Watch this. But you can get over it. Why? Because you're growing what? Together. Man, give me a friend who will tell me the truth in love. And then, watch this, and then exemplify it through their living Oh, man, I got me a friend. Y'all want to say, I got me a friend in Jesus and don't know nothing about Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to be bad by myself and all these other stuff we be saying. No, I don't need people. You need people. Problem, that's where the problem is because no one is there to challenge your views. I wish I had somebody. God, y'all ain't praying with me today. Y'all make me work real hard today up here. Amen. But watch this. Watch what he says. He says, now, this is a part for y'all. This one, somebody like this, man. Be angry. Yeah. The by, you know, you know, people go to anger management. That's 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 so unbiblical. Anger management doesn't work. The Bible says, listen, if 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 we if God did not give, let me show, let me give you something theological. Watch this. If God didn't give you the emotion of anger, we wouldn't rescue kids that are being molested. We wouldn't, we wouldn't put people behind bars on the internet doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Anger is what moves us. Righteous anger is what moves you to make a difference in your life. And then to get away from certain things. Can I say this to you? You should be angry about what you allowed happen to you. And those people that you allowed to mess you up. That's called righteous anger. See, when you, when, you, when you are what I call an inclusive person where anything goes, there's no boundaries, there's no, you feel what I'm saying? The line is always crossed. You understand what I'm saying? That means you don't have a righteous anger. So that's, that, that's the reason why things can fly with you. Because there's no value system there. But he says, I want you to be angry now. There's, there's, a, there's a way to be angry and do not what? Sin. You know why some of us are emotionally erect today? Because of this right here. 
Stop blaming people for what happened to you or what they did to you and really look at the truth and say, I put myself in that mess. And so now it's time for me to what? Get over it. Or else you're going to stay stuck in that same place while they have moved on. The relationship didn't work out, bye. It's over. But don't you keep harboring, watch this, unrighteous anger. You know what unrighteous anger is? Cussing, killing, tearing apart, pain, sorrow. And then because of all those feelings, you want to be a renegade. You want to be a gangster. Shot caller, baller. You untouchable. You want to be, uh, what the man named? Wakanda or whatever his name is. You want to be Black Panther. I got 10 minutes. Amen. But what all, what's bottled up in us, you know what's really bottled up in us? It's anger. It's harboring anger, man. And you're like, nobody can get through to you because you're an angry person. Say something crazy. Touch that area that brings back all those emotions. So, so in anger, there's two types of anger, right? Y'all know this, right? No, y'all don't know this. So there's what you call explosive anger. All right? Some of you like that. You just explode. It don't even take a minute, <laughs> a second. And that's why people play on that, on that pin. They just pull it. Right? So that's that, that's that explosive anger. There's three kinds of anger. And then there's what's called passive anger. Right? But I call the next one barbecue, coal anger. Yeah, and then barbecue coals. You ever light a barbecue coals, you put it on the pit, right? And then the top look brown, I mean black, but the bottom is like gray. And then the whole thing becomes gray, right? But it's just sitting there. But if you fan it, if you just fan it, if you open the pit, right? If you just open the lid and you open that side and you let that breeze come through, Them kind of people, you got to watch out. Cause man, let me tell you something. It's been brewing for so long. It's emotional strongholds. My mama used to take me to every doctor. Man, this boy need help. I done tried St. John's work. Um, she didn't got try to put me on that Prozac stuff. She, when I was young, she, she, I was, I had that explosive anger. I had that, you know, I'm saying that rage. But what it really was, it was sin. She didn't understand that I was a sinner. You understand what I'm saying? And so, I, there's nothing could tame me until I came to Jesus. And every now and then, it shows up now. Every now and then, that old man shows up. 
Are you with me? But you know what I got to do? I got to catch myself. I got to take off the old man. I got to put back on the new man because on that morning you caught me the wrong way. Used to have road rage real bad. How many of you got road rage? Let me see all the road rage people. All right, they're killing people now. So that's your motivation to stop. <laughs> okay? You can have that. Because guess what? If they won't do I this, and they don't care who you are today. Today, it's a different day when we had, when I had a road raid, it was different. You feel what I'm saying? We blow our horn, speed up each other, look each other crazy, cuss each other out, don't even know each other. And then all of a sudden, we go on about our business. Now, it's like they waiting, and they got, they got a shooter in the backseat. Say something to me. And they just pull that window down and start shooting. They killed the pastor not too long ago. I believe he had road rage too. He didn't deal with the old man. You follow me? It's true. It's true. It's true, y'all. It's true. This is truth in love. When you come to church, you have to be able to accept all messages, not just the one that make you feel good. Are you with me? Watch what he says next. He says, and this is for everybody. Do not let the do not let the sun go down on what, on your anger. So not only must you stop harboring unrighteous anger, but the next thing we have to do emotionally is this. You ready? Settle. And get your daddy issues settled, man. Because let me tell you why. Because that daddy issues. Uh, you're going to be looking for love in all the wrong places. And how can you let a person let, let, me, let me say this. Emotional strongholds, you know what I found out? It begins when we go to sleep angry. And when you wake up, and if you allow that situation, watch this, to linger a day, two days, three days, five weeks, five years, ten years, twenty years, and you're, you're going to find out that nobody benefited from it at all. But you're still angry. After years, I remember when I got saved. See, when you get saved... You come, you, you come under conviction. I had to call some people. I had tried to find these people after 20 years. I did them wrong because I was out my mind. And that's not an excuse either. But I found them in Chicago. I found them. And I apologized for them. They took me in when I was out in the streets. But I, I could not appreciate what they were doing for me because my addiction, come on somebody, my anger, amen, my life, the things I was involved in at that particular time had caused me to not appreciate the hands that were feeding me. Hurt people attract hurt people. Angry people attract angry people. Who in their right mind will let a person mistreat them and you keep going right back to them? Who would do that? You could do bad by yourself. I wish I had somebody. And whenever you think you can do better, that's the devil, watch this, want to keep you bound. 
to your emotions because it's emotional, not fact. It's what Satan wants. You know what he wants? He wants you to struggle. And here's what he wants you to do. He wants you to struggle with people, but your fight is never with people. If you redirect your anger in the right way, watch this, you will understand who the fight is really with. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians that your battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers, against principalities, in high, against spiritual forces of wickedness in high places. So what does that mean? That means my fight is spiritual. But here I am, I'm holding on to all this mess that somebody done did to me. And I'm walking around angry. I don't know why black girls walk around angry. Just mad and upset. And black boys walk around high all the time. So you got an angry high person, what's going to happen? You know I'm going to tell the truth in love. Because <laughs> it's true. Pay attention. I was driving up here the other day by the high school. I don't come that early in a school day. And I look at these young boys. I'm like, dang, there's our future. <laughs> I'm like, gosh, no. I mean, is this what it is? This is what it come down to right here? Angry and say, don't say nothing to him now. Pull up your pants, boy. What? Pow. Like, what you so mad about? What you so angry about? Like, seriously, like, is life that bad as God has not been good to you at all? Settle those issues, y'all. Because you know what, you know what you do? It's, so there's two things. It's just transference, write it down, and triangulization. You transfer it to somebody else, and then you triangulate it. So in other words, you bounce it off of this person, and if that person ain't going for it, you send it to somebody else. Because of my mama, my daddy, my brother, my sister, my uncle, my daddy, my uncle, my sister, my brother, my uncle, my and my boy down the corner, and my girl up the block. And never will you stop to say, man, I'm just an angry, mad person. Come on, say amen now. Amen. All right. <laughs> and the last point. I got 32 seconds. Next, we're going to talk about, y'all, the stuff you used to do in the past, like stealing. See, lying is one thing, but he going down the list, man. I'm like, dude, you're in my business. Look what he said. And do not give the who? The devil what? Do not give the devil what? Wait a minute. So you're telling me I've been angry all this time? And it's because I have given Satan free reign in my life. I've allowed him to cause me to look at people a certain kind of way and be mad and 
angry and vicious because Satan said, listen, Satan cannot make you do anything. But what he does is he sets it up. He puts the pieces on the board. And then he waits. He sets traps. And I'm looking at this text and I'm saying, Lord, what are you saying? Lay aside fa the father of lies. Uh, angry, that came from Satan. Sin came from Satan. Wait a minute, I'm like, hold on a minute. Wait a minute, God, what's going on? And he says, and the problem is, he didn't make you do it. This is the first place in scripture, watch this. Who? Lord Jesus. Let me show you something. Satan needs permission to attack you. Okay? Watch this. But in actuality, when you give him permission, he goes around the order of things. Lord. And guess what he does? He destroys you. So what's the last point? It's a no-brainer. Don't get mad at your mama. Don't get mad at your boyfriend, your spouse, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, or your pastor. Get mad at Satan. Get mad at him. Don't rebuke him, resist him. Resist him firm in your faith. You know what that means? Stay in church. The more you stay in church, the more mad he gets. Because you're surrounding yourself by who? Oh, by people of God. But if he can get you back out there in that world, saints, don't give him any room. Man, one day was sitting at home and TV got to messing up. So he tried to mess with it and get it, get it, get back going. So he said, no, this may be a good opportunity for me to buy me a new TV. So... You know, what he did was he said, well, let me just see first before I give it away. Let me see if I can get it fixed before I give it away. So TV man came that specialized in that particular TV. And so he got to fiddling around with it. TV kept, you know, TV started, you know, he started to fine-tune it. Got the, pre got, got the, the man came and he got the picture going real good. The man said, man, then I saw my dream fading away. <laughs> for me getting this new TV because I need an excuse to get a new TV. And so he mentioned it to the repair guy. And the guy said, man, this TV, you'll be surprised what it can do. He says, I, I fixed your circuitry problem, but I'm not finished yet. He says, I know this brand of TV backwards and forward, and most people don't know all that the set can do. Let me work on it a little bit. He dismantled the thing and
took out the screen and all of a sudden he sprayed it with some special spray on it and then cleaned it up. He did some things with the circuitry and then he put it back together again. Voila. It had an amazing picture. Amen. It, it was like a brand new TV. Amen. And so he thought it was, he thought it was useless, but when he had a master of the TV to come and touch it up a little bit. It didn't have to be traded in. Some of us want to trade in our lives and throw in the towel. I know that for some of us, stuff in our lives is always seems to be popping on and off. Because you don't, watch this, before you do anything drastic, just let the master work on you. Just let the master touch you up a little bit. He'll show you. He can turn. He can tweak. He can wipe. He can fix. He can give you life that looks brand new. Though it appears that you're past your prime, you are a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for good works. All you have to do is walk in your freedom that he gives you and let go of your baggage. Do I have anybody here who want to get your life in the master's hands and understand that no matter what it looks right, looks like right now, you got to trust and believe that God began a good work in you. And whatever he began, he will finish. You're not jacked up. You're not past helping. God loves you. And let me tell you something. The reason why I say he loved you or loves you is because about 2,000 years ago, he went up to a hill called Golgotha, the place of skulls. What did they do on that hill? Well, they hung him high. They stretched him wide. They dropped him low. Put him in a borrowed tomb. But early, early Sunday morning, he got up with the power to change your life. The power to transform you. Do I have anybody who understand what I'm talking about. Why don't you tell the Lord thank you. Thank you for this new life. Do you know him today? Have you tried him? Is he all right? Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Yes, Lord. Thank you. I no longer have to walk around as an angry person. Why? Because you delivered me. Give him a praise, y'all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The only person that's trying to take you out is not your neighbor. Is Satan. And you wouldn't believe how many Christians he's holding POW today. People that know the truth 
but won't come to the truth. Bound. If you're here this morning and you want to be free, would you come this morning? I want to pray for you that you can let go of some of these baggage, these strongholds that you have in your life. You know, you came this morning, but God knew what you needed.